Judging Book Covers podcast, your bi-weekly book club podcast focused on helping guests clear out their to-be-read list. I'm Megan Griffin, and as always, I am joined by my absolutely amazing co-host, Stephanie Cortez. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. I can't believe that 2018 is already almost over. <laughs> I know. I was just looking at my step counter and was like, can I make this goal in three days? I don't think it can do oh, it. Oh, no. I have... My goal was to watch 50 movies this year. And I, last year I did the same thing and I got to 52. It went well. Um, okay. This year I kind of fell off and have basically, I'm going to probably do it by the skin of my teeth. And December has a bunch of movies in it <laughs> instead of it being more evenly spread out. <laughs> <laughs> Is it 50 new movies or 50 movies? Uh, 50 period? new movies. Yeah. Okay. We learned that my brother and sister don't have the cultural pillars in their movie repertoire while I was home this weekend. So we made him watch Home Alone. Yes. And <laughs> Sixth Sense. Yes. Which my sister hated. Oh, and no. My brother is was angry about. Oh, no. <laughs> I still haven't figured out why he was angry. Other than he just is like, I don't know. I just, I'm angry about it. Okay. Okay. You are entitled to your feelings. That's an interesting response. <laughs> I'm very impressed nobody has spoiled that movie for them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But also, yes, Home Alone is wonderful. Yes. And uh, everybody should watch it every Christmas. Yes. I actually didn't this year. I didn't see it on TV. Do we own it? Can I talk now? Yeah, you can talk. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, I don't think we own it. That's all. Okay. I forgot. I know I've been on a few times, but I was like, I don't know if I should talk before I get introduced. So I wasn't—I was holding, no, I was biting my tongue. <laughs> We're uh, a little loose this episode. It's the last one of the year. Yeah. Oh, okay, sweet. Also, we've started talking a lot more before we introduce the books, so you know. Yeah, that happens. So it's fine to just interject. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I like Home Alone. I like how he hurts the guys, and, and he's like a psychopath. And also, I like the. Macaulay Culkin is, he seems healthy and he's around yes. now. And I, I just enjoy I enjoyed seeing him more than I thought I would with all these things he's been popping up with now. So I'm kind of like, hey, good job, Macaulay. Although I just saw that he's apparently changing his middle name to Macaulay Culkin. Uh, okay, well. So Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin. So maybe he's not 100% okay. I'm not sure, but. I, I mean. He's a child actor. He's alive. Yes. He's not yeah. in rehab at the moment. Yes, he seems better than those pictures that you would see years ago where he yeah. was smoking outside or something and he looked so gaunt and thin and yeah. like, you know, he had the scraggly facial hair. So he, he looks like he's doing a lot better. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm I'm happy. You know what? Amanda Bynes also released some stuff. There was like a photo shoot with her. She's looking healthy too. So maybe 2019 is the year that our child actresses, act, I don't know, <laughs> whatever <laughs> gender neutral term is, come back in happy, healthy ways. Yes, sure. happy I did not know that she had issues. Really? I. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Amanda Bynes like went off yeah. the deep end. Okay. It was yeah. so unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. She blamed. Uh, She's the Man, I think, was the movie that, like, for whatever reason, caused her, like, oh. anxiety or something. And oh. I don't know. But she's back. She's doing okay. Give yes. her. 
So it has been a while since we've had a guest. Yes. And mostly just because Stephanie and I feel like hanging out. Also, I just really didn't want to schedule guests. (laughs) (laughs) Scheduling things can be hard. (laughs) It it can be. But when it's super Uh, easy is when one person lives with the guest. (laughs) Exactly. Because you just turn and be like, hey, you got volunteered to be on Judging Book Covers. Yeah, that's how it happened. (laughs) That's literally how it happened. I was was told. So welcome back, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) It's easy to schedule, but if you could see our setup. It's not easy. It's not. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> but... I'm sitting on the floor. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> you weren't sitting on the floor last time. We'll figure something out. Because also, I thought we were going to have a podcast together. So how we're going to record not if that, it's I don't set know. Up this way. <laughs> Why don't you guys have a Alternate podcast? Because Chris does not want to sit on the floor. <laughs> Uh, so we are continuing our tradition of not doing holiday books. <laughs> and yep. Instead, we did The Gunslinger by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember why this got added to our list, because it got added to our list months ago. I believe Other I added it. Maybe someone started it. <laughs> because Chris started it a yep. million years ago <laughs> and didn't me. finish it until like last week. <laughs> oh, it took me about as long as Stephen King took to write the first book, which is 12 years, to finish it. And not because I didn't like it. It was just so dense. I would read it, and I would stop, and it would take a lot to get back into it, even though I liked it. So it, it did take a while. Okay, so you liked it. Stephanie, what did you think? I did like it. I do want to see where things go. I have been warned, because Chris like has looked stuff up, so he knows certain things. Um, I've been warned not to look things up, like who the Man in Black is, so I don't get spoiled, and also not to watch the movie yet. Um, I want to say... I didn't look things up. It was just kind of through being on the internet osmosis of like, I just heard things because Stephen (laughs) King, all his book, you know, they're all kind of connected in certain ways. So I just picked up on things over the years. So I don't know everything. So just stay away from all Stephen King talk until I finish all the books (laughs) and then I can watch the movie, which I know it did not do super great. I am having a hard time picturing Matthew McConaughey (laughs) in black. I cannot. (laughs) Yeah, I figured he would need to drop the southern accent to do this. It just, but then again, I guess it's supposed to lean into the western right. thing, so maybe not. There's this one part know. super early on where the man in black says, "All right, all right." He says it <laughs> twice, and I was like, "There's Matthew," <laughs> and then that was it. That's the rest, I, I was like, "I still can't picture you as this," but I read that in the "All right, all right, all right." <laughs> yeah. I finished this book and closed it and was like, well, I kind of understand why the movie didn't do too well. But I think they're trying to get, I think they're still going to do the second one. And everything I read said that the second book is really, really, really good. Interesting. Because I was like, I knew this was a bunch of short stories that got kind of made into a book. Mm -hmm. And maybe knowing that is why I was like, "Mm, this doesn't flow very well for me. But... I don't know. It, it's not. It's. I don't know. I have a hard time with Stephen King. Period. So maybe this is it. And I, haven't I been on twice for Stephen King? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if all your episodes were Stephen King, but I think we got no, you all. Grady Hendrix. Hendrix. Yeah. yeah. So, but two out of three so far. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. And again, I did not pick this one. I got. <laughs> you, got you picked this one because I bought it for you as a. I want to say a Christmas pre- present last year, because you wanted it. 
And I believe I bought this book for you. So you essentially picked it. And then I, several no, I months didn't. later, I said, you're going to be on the podcast. I, yeah, to I was told. It. I didn't say, Megan, I'm sorry. You don't like Stephen you King. You picked it I'm in the first place. The again. <laughs> and then we decided to help I, you finish it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. My feelings towards Stephen King are very complicated. And this book still had some of the elements that I'm just like, oh, it's definitely a Stephen King book. I think I can think of one thing <laughs> that you're thinking of. Which, <laughs> what is that? Um, oh, I don't just, I, it involves a gun, which makes sense because he's a <laughs> gunslinger. But the, uh, what's her name? The, uh. The lady who has the demon. Yeah, she of might be pregnant with the demon. The town. With Sylvia. Sylvia. Or Alice? Yeah. Sylvia Pitson. She She's has, the preacher. Yeah. And he uses the gun in a, in a certain way, which is kind of like, oh, yeah. even if it's an actual demon, it's kind of gross. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get there though. Yeah, I am curious yeah. though. Like, did did your book have a foreword? about from him nope if it did i totally missed it okay because ours our copy did um and he basically talked about how uh first when he was like 19 lord of the rings was super popular he loved it and he wanted to write like a masterpiece like that he wanted to create his world you know something i don't like using this word that much but that epic you know um but he didn't start writing then and even if he you know if he had he basically would have just kind of rewritten Tolkien's world but so he waited and then uh, he saw the good the bad and the ugly and decided he wanted to do like a magic western-ish type of thing Um, but when he I didn't realize how far apart these books are (laughs) like I oh yeah I wrote so the gunslinger came out in 82 and then 87 91 97 98 2003 2004 2004 and 2012 for the different parts like I didn't realize it was that far spread out so he did actually go back and rewrite like edit do some of his own editing of stuff so this version I think what do you have like do does it say I have the 2003 okay yeah so yours is like yeah that's when he the edits officially went back and was like I need to make things fit better and yes. so there were definitely some changes for this i and i i did not read the original version i don't even know how easy it is to find anything mm. you know, actually get that but i've yeah after i finished the book i did look into that more and because i was interested i'm like well obviously something has changed mm-hmm. uh, or things have changed but yeah he definitely made some updates to make it fit with which i guess you're writing a thing over decades mm-hmm and right things are gonna change right as much as you want to pretend like george lucas knew everything decades ago it's like <laughs> no one does so you probably have right. to make some updates and make things fit better or, or you just maybe probably just make them better not just make sense but make them better yeah overall because one of the things he said was that he reread it and saw the clearly a young man wrote this and not necessarily in a good way like we can we can fit some we can fix some things here yeah i could see that yeah. um what's on your cover mine was just a movie tie-in cover so yeah because okay, yeah so i think it's the same is... ours has some actual art okay. thing oh yeah some art but then at the bottom it does say a major motion picture it's got the gunslinger okay. in the desert with a bird on top of i think that's a rib cage but and then a fair, tower in the back 
they were making they were trying to okay. make this movie for years so oh, that okay. could have been that does not well it says the... starring idris elba and matthew oh, okay yes. i didn't see that okay okay because I, yeah. I feel like they could have made a version of that book like five years ago saying like it's gonna be a motion picture guys trust us ron howard's directing it and everything but <laughs> yeah it was jj abrams and ron howard and then oh, wow. the guy that actually did direct it whose name is completely escaping me now it's uh, it's like arcel i think it was arcel yeah, yeah. Which, I don't know anything else that he's done. I don't, yeah. I I was, I have not seen the movie yet, um, so. No, I have not either. I'd always planned to read the book first. I actually was really excited when the movie came out. I mean, it's, the two leads are excellent. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And then it completely bombed very quickly. So I was yeah. like, oh, maybe I'll wait till it comes out on like Netflix or something. And they're still talking. They've, Amazon, there have been rumors or reports of like oh maybe amazon might be doing the tv show because the, the whole idea was they were going to do ron howard is going to make a movie and then they were going to do a series of shows and then maybe more movies after and they've said even though the movie bombed they're like oh there maybe we'll do a show which this should be a show it should be a show yeah. in the first place they shouldn't have done a movie in the first place and they should have just done you know you see game of thrones and say yeah we make a show yeah on prime time like you know like a network amazon or anything like that but you have something with this much detail yeah i, I, mean, I exactly want them to do it parts of it <laughs> yeah I, I even if they kept idris elba but they kind of just said the movie didn't dad that was a joke and then they just redid it <laughs> it didn't happen started again whatever that'd be fine with me but it's yeah from all accounts it from does. people that love the book or the books they're like yeah the movie's not it's no it's not for anyone because either you know the stories and the book the movie disappointed you because it's weird and different or you didn't know the books and the movie doesn't make sense to you and you're just like what the fuck is this so it doesn't seem to be pleasing anybody yeah it does look like they're going forward with something they're just not sure what yet which that seems to like Knowing that, the series has a lot of clout because there are plenty of, I mean, the Divergent series will never release its last movies because of how bad the last <laughs> movie did. Mm-hmm. And so for the first movie to bomb, and then everybody's like, but wait, we're still going to keep going. I don't know. I, I've heard the series is really good except for like the last two books. Oh, great. Oh, but... I've heard some things. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. I feel like it has its I, defenders, I, but... Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel it, like my stepdad read these, because I want to say... You love Stephen King. Yeah, because I feel like asking my sister for, like, gift ideas for him. I remember The Dark Tower coming up, and maybe something else by Dean Koontz. Are you laughing? Yep, that sounds like yeah. the 90s combo. Yeah. Every time I hear Dean Koontz's name, I laugh, because I'm just like... Who likes Dean Koontz? He just always... <laughs> I, I think it's just something from a young age. I'm just like... Just a ripoff of Stephen King, right? Like, just Dean Koontz. Like, who? Have you who? read any of his books? How dare you? I mean, I, I haven't. I don't know. <laughs> they might I, be terrible. <laughs> I used to like Family Guy when it was originally on and I was young and dumb. I apologize yeah, I did too. if don't anyone worry. likes Family Guy now. But one of my favorite jokes that I can still remember from the original run of Family Guy was after Stephen King got hit by the van and almost died. Uh, what's the dog's name? Brian? Is it? Uh-huh. 
That okay. show has been on for that long. Well, it got canceled for a while, like Futurama, and came back. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it got canceled in like 2003. Yeah. And then came back it got in like canceled. 2005. Yeah. And then like he wanted to stop doing it in like 2010, and yet it's still. <sighs> yeah, it's still. Good. But yeah, but but it's funny because they came back to Fox because Futurama came back, but like Comedy Central and everything. But like Family Guy got canceled by Fox, came back to Fox, and they're like, oh, whatever. But there's one joke I remember specifically of Brian the dog, I'm pretty sure. Hitting somebody with a van, getting out, and the the person's like, I think Brian says like, "Oh my God, are you Stephen King?" He's like, "I'm Dean Koontz." He's like, "Okay, whatever," and he walks away. Oh my God, because <laughs> it's like it's Dean Koontz. That's amazing. I honestly, That's I don't terrible, even know if he, but amazing. He has written any books that people actually like. I mean, someone's figure, reading like, him. Is he still writing? He has to be writing. So someone's reading them. No, I know, but like I. I've never looked into it far enough to say, like, has he ever actually been well-reviewed? Like, do people actually enjoy it? Or it's just kind of like, I'm buying a book at the airport. It's one of those types of books. But that's how I've always pictured Dean Koontz. According to Wikipedia, many of his books have appeared on the I know my mother has a few of them, I will admit. Or my stepdad, one of the two, because I remember them being in our library. None of these titles look familiar, Yeah, this doesn't. I could not name a Dean Koontz book. To bunk, <laughs> yeah. <sorry. laughs> that last name is so hard. A Dean Koontz book to save my life or win a million dollars. I could not name one. I guess I just, and I can see why people wouldn't like Stephen King books, but I feel like, <laughs> from a limited knowledge, Dean Koontz. Like, is there any prestige of <laughs> Dean Koontz books? Um. But I'm probably way off base again. I have not read anything, so I'm sorry for shitting no, all over you. Be Dean strong. <laughs> I hope he's on Twitter. All I'll, of our Dean Coots fans. I'm going to tag him on this if he's on Twitter and say, "Hey, check out this podcast." Dean. <laughs> I think my biggest problem with Stephen King books is that I feel like there's always unnecessary sex and rape. Yes. Mm. And rape commentary. I say this as I'm watching and reading Outlander. Mm-hmm. So I really, it's very hypocritical of me. But, and this book has it too. I mean, I just, it's like, it can be removed. Yeah. But I feel that about most of the, most books that have rape. Yeah. So. And I did, I did not mean to say yes, like I was excited. I was just agreeing very emphatically. No, no, no. Yeah. That yes. No, I got that. Yeah. <clears throat> So, um, this originally was broken down into, was it five? Yeah. Each kind of stories? chapter with name chapter mm-hmm. was yes. a different, uh, publication. We have the gunslinger, the way station, the Oracle in the mountains, the slow mutants and the gunslinger and the dark man. The slow mutants might be my favorite. I, I agree. I really like that mm-hmm. because of the story that gets told yeah. by Roland. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of story within mm-hmm. story within story of yes. this, which might be why I was like, okay, we need to calm down. <laughs> but um, and without spoiling anything, one of these books upcoming that I'm going to read at some point, from my understanding, is all backstory, like a thousand pages of a story that's being told. I'm like, oh yeah. shit. I looked up. Wait, one of the Dark Tower yes. books? I don't know. Oh my yes. god. I under- oh, is it like I looked up 
on wiki i just wanted to see like i was trying to avoid things i just like wiki can just tell me when the books came out and like one of the ones like written in like 98 or something it's they're written they tells me what year they came out but in what order so there's one that actually kind of takes place before this book that we've read yep but it came out way after so it's a whole book it's a prequel a whole book will. in the middle <laughs> that is all pre yeah in the that happens in the middle too where like it came out and let me see if i can find the list there's so many books yeah that's why i was scared to start this because i here we go i am a slow reader so it, it takes me time to get through things and i saw like not only is it stephen king but it's like seven books plus some other little bits and everything so i'm like oh so it's like a hundred thousand pages or whatever and like oh it's gonna take me or forever you tell her your idea no yeah <laughs> no you tell her <laughs> he was i like, was just throwing it out there maybe i can come back and we can do because he knows he knows what we have going for next year with the challenge he's like maybe i can come back and we can do the next book and i was like well like once a year so it's gonna take you eight years to finish <laughs> I need to, this I need to build in some time for myself <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I get that considering it, like the last one is eight hundred forty-five. But pages. I don't want to subject Megan to more yeah. Stephen King. He did. He if said I'm that gonna, too. He said that too. I say if, but I figure I will be on at some other point in the future. But probably. And I know we've already done another non-Stephen King book with the the We Sold Our Souls, but maybe uh, give Megan a break. Like, yeah. You have to maybe do a lot of reading yeah. for other things that, other than this show by itself. So I don't want to go crazy. So. It was. I had that I idea. Mean, what I do a lot of reading for myself. Yeah. So beer at dinner tonight. But. <laughs> <laughs> I would consider it. Uh, there's another. Tim was also like, "Can we do the sequel to uh, oh, Earth Court? We are a thousand percent doing oh, that sequel. I, I that. said that when I realized that there was going to be a sequel. I was like you're coming back. Yeah, I, I haven't like, listened to that episode because I want to figure listen that out. To you that. It's oh, yeah. so you read the book. Good. Or, yeah, yeah, read or, that guy yeah. is alive. Yes. <laughs> Or do the audiobook. Yes, Either the audiobook. way, it's still yeah. wonderful. Is there? Have you heard anything about like when that sequel might be coming out? I think it's supposed to come out this year. It might be next year. <laughs> Tim's coming back soon. Wait, 2018? Maybe, maybe next year. No, no, no. <laughs> it might be 2019 or 2020. Oh. 2020. What is it called? Mount? Mount Fitzroy. They're so great. It's because I really liked Earthcore. Wait, on the, <laughs> the guy from Jaws 3? What? Yes, Nothing? entirely. People, some two people out there got that reference to Jaws three. <laughs> okay, I found the the, the order. Okay, so in ninety eight, <laughs> the order of the books. The books, the Little Sisters of Illyria came out in ninety eight, but takes place before the Gunslinger. Okay, so then it goes Gunslinger, the Drawing of the Three, which came out in eighty seven, and then the Wastelands, which came out in ninety one. Wizard and Glass from 97, and then The Wind Through the Keyhole, which didn't come out to 2012, and then Wolves of the Kala, which came out in 2003. Oh, Jesus. Song of Susanna, 2004, The Dark Tower, 2004. So there's two books that came out after that take place before when they came out, if that makes sense. I just. Makes sense. <laughs> take that, George R.R. <laughs> But, like, everybody's freaking out about the book. That book is going to come out two years at the most after the TV show ends. Or I will pay someone $5. I don't know who yet. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. You'll take that bet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'll like to Brooklyn <laughs> to collect. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not going to come out before the TV show ends. No. It's but ending in, like, keep April. they trade going. In It'll April. come out within two years after. Yeah. It's done. Right. It's been written. I swear. There's at least one person who signed a non-disclosure agreement that cannot talk about the fact that it has been done. Do you think he's waiting until the show ends and see what they wrote? I mean, I'm sure he knows more that he's waiting for the reaction and then... When he sees how it is, he's like, oh, people don't like that. I'm going to change it. It's really low. I think, in part, it's to see the reactions to the shows. I think he's making enough money off the show that he wants to extend it as long as possible. So. Yeah, Mm. I can see that. So what I know, what I understand about Stephen King, this is kind of like the big universe that all of his books are shoved into. Like, this is the over, this series is the overarching universe. And you can kind of make every book fit into this. I could be very wrong about that. I don't know. <laughs> um, this I know his books are connected. I don't know. I don't know enough about Stephen King. Um, yes. Question mark. <laughs> I, I have the same understanding of like, this kind of is the epicenter of, I think you could find major characters in any other books that he's written, especially ones that have supernatural elements, which is can tie into this probably more easily is this, this being the center of everything. And again, I'm not spoiled. I, I, I don't know everything. I have ideas. I've heard things just from, again, being on the internet and just kind of reading like nonchalantly. Cause I, I know years ago I was like, I'm not going to read this. It's so much. I'm not going to read it. Um, and I think when I, before I bought this book last year, I just. I bought it for you. Okay. Well, before I got it, I. Oh, <laughs> sure. Wait, I can check. I, I can check my Amazon orders while I'm, I'm talking. Um, I remember messaging or like posting on Facebook. Because I know that I, I'm friends with people that have read these all already. And I said, hey, should I do this? Should I start reading this? Because if I start it, I know eventually I will finish them no matter what. Even right. if I start hating them, I'm going to finish them just because <laughs> I'm going to. Which is odd because I, I can give up on things very easily. I've given up on many TV shows like five seasons into like eight or nine seasons. And said, nope, I'm done. I'm not watching any more of this Walking Dead um, but this, I for some reason, I'm like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I like Stephen King enough overall that I'm like, I feel like I would continue this. And so I definitely am going to read the second book now and I'm sure I will just continue. But I, I know I, before I bought the book, I posted on Facebook saying like, should I do this? And people, enough people are like, yeah, 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 do it, do it, do it. It's so like, okay, I, I know I won't get enough out of this, uh, probably at the start to make me just push on through no matter what happens. I'll definitely give the second book a try because so many people said that the second one is so much better than the first. Hmm. And for that reason, I will give it another shot. Um, I remember when I read it, a lot of people telling me that it somehow related back to the series. Um, oh, interesting. Not that I'm going to read it again, but. <laughs> hey, guess what? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I won't say how. But yep. Well, like, I, I remember 
that uh the pennywise is like not actually that terrifying or that big of a demon and like in comparison to this world this is what was explained to me is that it's like a little nothing in mm. comparison and i just laughed <laughs> so because <laughs> pennywise is terrified and i'm very excited for the next movie yeah um yeah Stephanie, yes. I ordered this book on oh. March 19th, so I bought it myself. I could have sworn I got it for you. Nope. Okay, so you bought it for yourself almost yep. a year ago. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so less guilt trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I guess let's go over each of the stories. Sure. Is that the best way to break this up? Yeah, that's probably the best, because then you can go like... Into the stories within the stories. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess we should start. I love the opening line. Does that not just... I? This is one of those things I knew before I started reading the book. That very first line of this story. I, I knew that. And I just... that's I feel like that's something I've known for like 15 years now. Just by osmosis. The man in the black... Ugh, the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed. Yes. I I knew that single sentence years before I had any other idea about this book or anything else. I knew that line like just <laughs> like oh yeah, of course. That that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite authors talks about like finding that one line that sticks out to her the most and like creating a story around that. And my favorite series by her is it is also the first line. And I can feel that this is entirely the same thing here. Like this first line is what came to his head first. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I actually did not know that line through Osmosis. Neither did I. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things like, yeah, no, yeah, the man in black, he was fucking running away, man. I knew that. I knew he was evil, and I knew the gunslinger is supposed to be the good guy, or at least mm-hmm. that's mm. how it's portrayed. <laughs> you never know oh. for sure. Right. Or what's going to happen in the next few books. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the first short story, novella, whatever you want to call it, is The Gunslinger, and it was written originally in 78. Um, and this is the one where it is a story within a story within a story. Yep. <laughs> so it's Which starts... I didn't mind. <laughs> what? I said I didn't really mind that. I was like, mm, okay, let's tell this no, story. No, I don't either. It just okay, makes tell me laugh. this story. <laughs> I was like, let's see how many times we can do this. I mean, we should have counted. I didn't count, but we should have counted how many times the story was going along. It's like, pause for a story and then another story. Yes. And then come back out and go to another story. <laughs> it reminded me of Frankenstein in that way. I was like, mm, yeah. All right, this is how you tell stories. You got to have yeah. a story within a story within a story. Yeah. Um, so we start with the gunslinger is sitting down to have dinner with um, a guy named Brown or a farmer named Brown who has corn and beans. And that's about it. Sounds like mm-hmm. a terrible. Meal. Water. He has water. Oh, or he has water a, too. Is yes. It a lake or a pond or a well. Yeah, I think. Yes. I did enjoy the if you're going to pee, pee on the corn. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. That I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, and the. This seems like a classic Stephen King. We're having a character 
that say the the beans beans the musical fruit yes oh yeah does the, the bird says that <laughs> yeah the, the bird, bird. Zolt, zoltan, zoltan i think zoltan yeah. yes which is an interesting name for a bird mm-hmm. there's bird. something else that has the name zoltan in it and now i can't remember mm-hmm. is it power rangers zoltar is that his name okay maybe i think maybe that sounds like a thing um, i'm looking it up <laughs> But he's, like, very uncomfortable with this farmer. And Mm -hmm. you kind of get the impression that he maybe kills everybody that he meets to get a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that the farmer isn't asking him, like, any questions about his past is really making him uncomfortable. Right. I think he does say, like, that he's wondering if Brown is actually real. Or if he's the man in black or it's like a, not a hallucination, but kind of like a hallucination. An <laughs> like illusion. he's not trusting. No. Zoltar is from Big. It's what yes, makes him it's Big. Yes, thing. Okay. Yes, the fortune teller <laughs> <Okay>. thing. <laughs> the first story that he tells is about traveling through Tull, mm. um, where he stops at a bar, orders three hamburgers, and... Uh, everybody in the bar kind of freaks out over this. Cause he doesn't. It, it's like, what is it called? It's like threaded meat. I think yes. it's implying that it's good quality. Like he, I can't. I I can't remember what threaded is supposed to imply. Either it's bad, like it's a mutant, or it's threaded means it's good. Like oh, he's he's paying a little more for like good meat. But it's either way, it's. Something that throws all the other patrons off. Yeah, it, at this point I wasn't sure, because I didn't know really much of anything going into this, um, whether this was supposed to be like a post-apocalyptic Earth, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like another planet, or another galaxy. It's not really stated, other yeah. than like, there used to be regular animals, and now they're all mutants. Yeah. Yeah. Threaded stock is supposed to sit clean beef. Threaded stock is what she says. Yeah. But to himself, he's like, threaded stock my ass. <laughs> Probably came from something with three eyes, six legs, or both, which is where I was like, oh, what's happening in this world? Yeah. That's one of the things I like at the beginning. Yeah, you're not sure what is happening. And then I won't say it now because I can't remember exactly when it comes up, but there's some music that comes up <laughs> yeah. that you're yeah. like, okay. That's a thing <laughs> that I understand, but not in this context. Was it at this bar? Is that what he was playing? Was uh... it probably? Is it? Yeah. It's as he's walking up to it. It's playing "Hey Jude." Yeah. Is it? Is it a yeah. honky tonk version? Uh, Something like that. It, I feel like yeah. he plays so... like several different versions of "Hey Jude." Yes, "Hey Jude" comes up a few times throughout yeah. this book. <laughs> So when you, especially when you think of when Stephen King was writing this, originally starting in the 70s, like the Beatles, that's about eight years after that song would have come out or so, or nine, and so that gives you a clue of what's happening in this world. Not exactly, because you could still be a post-apocalyptic way after, you know, our civilization ended, but yeah, it's a interesting kind of little thread that is kind of it's obvious because you know hey jude like that's the beatles uh but yeah that's that's 
where that starts in this book of trying to figure out exactly what the hell is happening. I think he took out what I was reading was that there were more allusions to our earth and like cities and things like that, that got stripped. So that yes. it was only vaguely similar to earth and maybe not earth. And I kind of like that. I'm very picky about my apocalypse and like, and what happens afterwards. <laughs> and so no, I'm not being entirely, I am being a little bit serious. I'm actually not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but it was uh, interesting to take a moment to be like, what is going on and where are we? Yeah. yeah. Especially where like with the we? way that our gunslinger talks. I was like, are you supposed to be like British Scottish? Or is this me like going, Interstellar plays you? <laughs> what kind of accent? <laughs> so. It's like, are, yeah, are you are you like the sexiest man alive talking right now or <laughs> yes. a white guy? Hmm. <laughs> Thank God he finally made sexiest man alive. I still don't understand why Blake, what's his face was oh, right. the year before. Yeah. Oh my God. I forgot about that. I'm moving away from the microphone in my disgust. You waved her up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I remember where I was when I learned about that. I was in Lucky Taco we in Lucky Manchester, Taco. Connecticut. Really? What the fuck? Fucking angry. Like, Blake Shelton. Yeah. Yep. Who probably could have won it like five, seven years ago and it would have been fine. When Idris Elba was like only known maybe in more of the British realm. Anyways. Mm. From what I understand of the movie, too, like as much crap as it got. Apparently, he did a great job. Like, nobody okay. had anything bad to say about him. Which... Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Speaks volumes. Ugh. I think he would have to actively try to be... Like, he would have to, like, 150% to be like, I'm going to suck in this movie. I'm going to make myself unlikable. No one's going to enjoy it. Like, I feel like any performance... And I've not seen every performance of his by far, but I... I feel like he, he would have to actively try to not be good or interesting or just, you know, yeah. in any way. So no matter what the script is for this movie, I, I feel like he's going to be beyond <laughs> what he was tasked with doing automatically. I agree. Um, so while we're in Tull, uh, the, he's sitting there eating his burgers with no bread. Uh the town drunk, Nort, has um, come back to life and comes after and everybody clears out of the bar and it's really great western scene. Yeah. Um, which pisses off the bartender. <laughs> um, he died from eating uh, devil grass, mm-hmm. which is it supposed to be weed? Like I was trying to figure out what... Yeah. devil grass is supposed to be yeah it sounds like a it sounds like such a tolkien yeah thing to call what what, is, what does he call it in the lord of the like i can't remember what they call it has to have a name um because gandalf is just high as fuck all the time smoking this hobbit grass but i can't <laughs> i feel like there's a specific name but i can't remember but it, yeah i the first time I read it that way as well, like, oh, he's just super high, like. Yeah, which, you know, 
studies show wheat doesn't kill you, but um, but then again, this was the seventies, and honestly, who knows what Stephen King was on himself? Cocaine. That does come up in the forward a little bit. <laughs> I there. Yeah. Megan, it was cocaine. <laughs> I couldn't remember alcohol. if it was that early. <laughs> Um, um, I mean, she, he was doing a lot of things, I'm sure, but oh, yeah. mm-hmm. cocaine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Nort came back to life because the man in black brought him back to life. And that he had come through maybe a week before. Um, <clears throat> he was calling himself Walter. Yes. is it Walter O'Dim. Yeah, Walter yep. O'Dim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he told Allie uh, a particular word that mm. would kill him if... Such a dick move on yeah. the man in black's part. Like I got to that part and I was like, All right, this all right, guy's all right. Dick. <laughs> he gives like, Nort a letter to give to her. Yeah. And in it it says, um, you 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 must be curious what he saw when he died. Nineteen is that's what you need to say to him, nineteen. Um, and he'll tell you. But I can't remember exactly how he words it. Uh, I'm trying to find it some type of warning in there though um that basically it's not in her best interest to actually do it or to say it yeah um but sooner or later you'll have to ask like the basically the curiosity is going to drive you crazy so good luck with that type of thing yeah the gunslinger warns her not to and tells her like you know if you get the yes. urge go and hide under your quilt yep. scream it say it as many times as you want away from him Yep, pretend that this number doesn't exist as much as you can. Yes. The number after 18 is 20, half of mm-hmm. 38 is 17. And, uh, but she's, you know, realistic and she knows that it's getting worse and harder not to say. Yeah. Um, and they start having sex. I don't yeah. think they're in love. I don't know. That's when she ends up telling him about Nort coming back to life and the number 19 was after. Yeah. So it's like her story within his story to Brown. And she... the man in blacks flipping over his oh. body and like spit. Like just, it just sounds insane. Like a whole production to bring yeah, her like back to life. Flipping over his body, spitting on him and yeah. everything. And yeah, it's yeah. just, but yeah, again, like you said, it's a story within the story. And yeah. Um, She also has a scar, which this mm-hmm part i didn't get because later it seems like she's got a gunshot wound because of something like the dream he has about jake but Mm -hmm. i that i don't know i it didn't make sense in this first story unless i totally just missed something but i think she just she had the scar she just had it right like we don't know why that's my yeah that's my understanding is like yeah she just it was just such a big deal was made out of it that I was like, okay. Because at first I was like, is it like a heroin scar? Like, does she have track marks? Mm. But then later... Forehead? Yeah, I... I don't know. I It was a weird setup that I'm assuming is going to have meaning at another point. Um, But while he's in Tull, he meets Sylvia. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's a preacher? And She's who a believes fiery that? Preacher. What? She's a fiery preacher. Like she gets her <laughs> yes. 
congregation uh, whipped up and a going. Yes, she is. Uh, oh, there used to be a word for that, and I can't think of it. Fire and brimstone? Is that it? I don't know. Mm. Um, but she believes she is pregnant. That the mid- the man in black yes. got her pregnant. And uh, she is warning her congregation to be uh, weary of the gunslinger. That Fear he's the interloper. interloper. Yeah. This leads to a mob, and basically the gunslinger kills everybody in the town. Yeah, because Alice... Which is, like, why he can't calm down around anybody. Yeah. But Allie, or Alice, the bartender, she did... When he leaves Sylvia's house, he comes back, and Allie says, like, she runs into Allie. She says that she said 19, she asked him, and she can't bear it, and she asks the gunslinger to kill her, which he does out of mercy. And everybody else is whipped up in a frenzy, and they try to kill him. Like, even the children, everyone has a weapon. Everyone. And he kills all of them. And this is one of the differences in the original publishing in the kind of five-part magazine over multiple years. Roland, the gunslinger, he kills Allie, but it's more... I don't think... My understanding is that she doesn't ask him, and it's not more of a sympathetic of like, yes, I need to do this. He just kind of like apathetically, boom, you're dead. I'm killing you. I'm a gunslinger. That's what I do. You're dead. So there's more empathy and feeling involved in this, which, I mean, it makes Roland better. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that's part of what King was doing of like, I need to make some changes based mm-hmm. on what this I want this character to be and over all these decades at this point that I'm writing this character. Do we get <clears throat> what exactly a gunslinger is? Are they peacekeepers? If... Um, or like, is it... <sighs> I kind of read it like it's kind of like a knight of like... If you if you thought of like I don't know like Arthur and the Round Table, it's like these are the knights, kind of thing. Except, again, Stephen King being like, well, I don't want to do a fantasy thing, so they're cowboys hmm. type right. of thing. That's how okay. I always kind of thought of okay. gunslingers, yeah. and him being the last one. Yeah. Well, like so, it's kind of been a line of people that obviously we know later they train, they do this, you know take work to be a gunslinger it's you because have your to... dad was yeah one. it's yeah. basically it's like passed down that way it's not really a choice but well i guess you have a choice because you always have to take your final test but um because your yeah. dad's one you're expected to be one yeah so i was i read it as kind of like it's kind of like a knight you work that at it sense. you you know you have to work to be it it's something that takes effort and everything but yeah you're kind of technically a good guy yeah i mean (laughs) everybody can be corrupted yeah so the this section kind of ends with uh essentially his mule dies Mm -hmm. he goes to sleep he wakes up his mule's dead so now he has to continue on foot um which is interesting because he was a week behind the man in black and it is starting to seem like he's slowly catching up. So even right. on foot. Through the desert. <laughs> Through the desert. Yes. Yeah, there is a lot of discussion of like what's past the desert. And everybody's like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Nobody goes into the desert. Why would we know it's past it? Right. Um, 
So the second one is The Way Station, which was, I think, originally published in 1980. And this is where we meet Jake Chambers, who I guess comes back later because he seems like a bigger character overall than what this book led me to believe. But anyways. Got to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> you do know something because you went and looked something up when we were I at dinner know. and were like, I shouldn't have looked this up. <laughs> well, You're well, trying just, to look up his age. This comes from that's like, why I'm telling you not to read or watch the movie. Right. The right. TV show, or the, they kept talking about the TV show being about Roland and Jake. And I was like, Jake died. Mm. So I don't know what you're talking about, but. We didn't see a body, which is pretty much true. always my stance in almost any book, especially a Stephen King book. I mean, Mort came back, for God's sake. Like, come on. Technically, <laughs> technically, we see a body, though. We don't. We see a body. How do we see a body? Oh, we see one at the we'll end. We'll get the, there. Yeah, the bones. At the, anyways. Oh, no, that's not even what I'm talking about. Oh. That's we'll a, get there. We'll get there. Well, let's we meet Jake body. first. His body? Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm. Okay. <laughs> so Jake kind of pops up. And uh, he's got jerky. Okay, Roland's about to die of, like, hunger and exhaustion. Yeah. It's not like he just randomly pops up. But... And dehydration. Yeah. <laughs> he has no, he's out of water. Um, and Jake doesn't really remember anything. But he is put under hypnosis. And we find out he was killed in his own world, which was New York so City sad. in 1977. Yeah. And just someone... trying to get to school. Yep. Living his best life. Walking along. And the man in black shoves him into the street and he gets run over by a car. Like, <gasps> this is the other like slight problem that I have with Stephen King is that like he writes kids like they're older than they should be. So yes. how old he's is supposed Jake? to be. I think in the original, he's like seven. I think in the 2003 rewrite, he's like 10. But the kids, I really thought he was like a 16 year old. Same. That we this came up at we dinner because was like I think he's eleven. I was like, hold. Oh, yeah, we were no, talking about dinner, doesn't. and I'm like, I think he's eleven, but he's totally written all over. It feels like all, all over, the, over place. the place. But multiple. then I was wondering if that was supposed to be on purpose because I had moments where I was like, is he real? Is he like a real separate person, or is he somehow part of Roland? I was going all over the place with this. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. makes sense because he. He, he would say things sometimes, things that Roland said. Like when I was going back to like write up my notes and stuff, because I found that if I try to write them as I go, I write way too many notes. <laughs> um, the thing that he says one time when he's lighting a fire or something, which I got from the context about Roland kind of like freezing up was something he has said before, the gunslinger. Um, but it's something he has said at like the very beginning and just other little things. So I was like, are you not real, but kind of real, but somehow part of the gunslinger? So not really Jake Chambers. I I don't know. I'm still not 100% sure if I think he's a real person, a real separate entity. I mean, that is a good observation. Who knows if he's actually real? <laughs> Got seven more books to find out. Seven? Yeah. Six? Seven? <laughs> good Lord. Um, eight? Eight. Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it is believed that the man in black caused jake to die pushed him into traffic yeah and then brought him and here brought to him this here. way station yeah um he was dressed like a preacher so jake keeps calling him a preacher mm-hmm. and then roland after you know hypnotizing he stumbles across 
a skeleton? Well, he goes into the cellar to try to get food because he's like, well, we got to leave here. And there's a cellar, like a demon in the cellar. And there's also a bunch of fucking spiders, which I was <laughs> not a fan of. Um, but he like punches through a wall and there's a jawbone in it. And he yeah. takes it. Which is important. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He no was able to get out of the cellar, huh? No explanation, but it's... He just takes it with It's going to be important. Like, I would not think to be like, I need this jawbone. Yeah, no, no. I'm not a gunslinger. <laughs> um, and the demon also warns him that Jake will be important to the man in black mm-hmm. or a... Uh... Oh, shit. There's a word for it. He says that while Liability. Jake's with him... The man in black has the gunslinger's soul in his pocket. Right. Which was the other thing. I was like, is this somehow the gunslinger's soul or something? It may be. But he doesn't, like, the gunslinger, it is implied that he is not from our world. Because the things that Jake says or thinks of, um, like, buildings so tall they scrape Mm -hmm. the sky. Right. Or a like, woman in the middle of the ocean and she's got a torch and a book. Yes. And what is a TV? I get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then he also starts to forget, too. Yeah. Um, which was, like, kind of sad. But also, what 10-year-old knows about LSD? That's a good question. <laughs> like, Isn't that his father? Isn't Jake's father doing LSD? I I don't know. I just know that I he, thought his one father point was, dead. like, his dad was, like, doing, like, I think doing drugs, but obvious Still, enough where his oh, young son knew. And to know what it's called, not to just That's be the like, thing is like, dad's yeah. going around the bend, you know. <laughs> like, wine was called mommy juice in a lot of my tennis friends' houses <laughs> until, like, the kids were older. I saw so. some tweet about a nephew who brought his aunt, like, her Christmas juice, and it was wine. And she was like, now I leave everything to him, because yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Um, so he starts to tell Jake kind of about his life Um, this is where we learn about the cook hacks but Mm -hmm. not about how he became the gunslinger right right okay Um, Axe is gonna like poison them yeah they're just really excited to go see like a guy be assassinated and I was like what am I reading here but then well, his friend didn't really want to go. Um, Cuth- Cuthbert? Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. He didn't really want to go. And I was like, that seems more realistic of like kids being like, yeah, let's do this. And then being like, wait, what are what are we doing right now? No, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But, like getting really excited about the idea of it. Then it's like, oh, this is real. Nope. Real. Nope. And it's someone we know. Like, but they go and they watch him. He's hanged. Right? Yeah. Send yeah. him to the yeah. gallows. Yes. Um. And we do also learn, we meet Court, their, their teacher. Right. The one in charge of them, who's, he runs by a firm hand, we can say. My cousin's name is Court, so this just made me laugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much the quick, I mean, all of these stories have so many details and everything that it's like, we could talk about each of them. But I think that is like pretty much what happens overall. Because the Oracle is is the next one, right? I forget how they're split up. Yes, Oracle's next. Oh, that is? This is a separate one? 
Yeah, the oracle and the mountains are the second okay. are, are next. And I checked. Jake's father works for a television network. He just calls it the network, mm-hmm. and he oh, does yeah. cocaine. Oh, oh, so that's I'm right. Sure... He does Coca Cola. But he's yes. oh yeah. But he's eleven. Well, that's what he <laughs> or ten or however. Apparently, old he his is. father was so open with it that even he knew drugs. So I'm sure he could learn other things. Yeah, you know, not just cocaine, but other things. But yes, is that this was, that's what I thought? But I wanted to make sure. But yeah, he TV network person does it does cocaine at least which hey Stephen King yeah I mean most network people were doing it is this also the one where Oedipus is discussed where like he talks about his dad having sex with his mom and how it makes him uncomfortable I don't know why this really stood out to me other than I was like why why are we discussing this probably I mean, we find out more about his mom later, and maybe that's why it makes sense. Yeah, we do find but... out more later, but yeah. this might be the beginning, because part... I don't recall it later, so this yeah. might be where the, yeah. he kind of talks about that with his mother and father and, and everything like that. It's like, the way it's worded is like, my dad wanted to go fuck, and I was like, you? Like, I'm confused where this is going, and it was like, my mom. Yeah. It was just worded so weird. It's like, are you about to, like attack your child are we done with this book because <laughs> i think this might also be the one where he says something is something like in a few years my dad will be dead and i'll have committed matricide or something i was like um okay did you kill your dad too but i assumed it would have been written that way if he did yeah or if he had to kill his mom for another reason or maybe she killed his dad i don't know Yep, he suspected that what his father wanted now was to fuck. He was aware that his mother and father did that, and he was reasonably well informed as to how it was done. I was like, why are we talking about this? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Stephen King, at his best. (laughs) And he he got the chance to go back and redo this. Yep, and still left it in. This one might be my least favorite. The Oracle in the Mountains. Mm. Hmm. Mostly. I can see that. Because especially when I was like, oh, yeah, Jake's only 10 or 11 or 7. I don't know. He is under the age of consent. We'll go with that. So this one was originally published in 1981. Um, I... Uh, Okay, I will admit I reread maybe the first two of these and definitely the Slow Mutants. I did not reread this one, so I can't remember exactly how he stumbles across the Oracle. Is this while he's sleepwalking? Yes. Okay. Jake, yeah, is like sleepwalking and the gunslinger, it, the gunslinger is asleep and he wakes up and goes off to find him and saves him. Okay. And it's talking about how he can smell him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which they're both I smelling. feel like. Yeah, it's like they've been walking through the desert in a long way. It, they both probably smell really bad, so it's. I'm sure he can smell. You know, he knows where Jake is just because he probably smell. They both smell horrible at this point. Right. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, yeah, the Oracle has taken him, 
and the gunslinger uses the jawbone to lure the oracle away because the oracle was going to kill him with sex or like drain him through sex i'm not sure what was going on but it was massively creepy that's what it unfortunately sounded like (laughs) (laughs) hey guys I know you've already read it, but wait till you read it. I, uh, <laughs> That's one that could afford some editing. Yep. At the yep. end there. That one could stand to lose a couple hundred pages. Oh, that too. Yeah. And That yeah. whole section can go. Yep. <laughs> we start right there. Yep. Yep. That's an easy cut. Yeah. Um, so he gives... So he ends up restraining Jake at the campsite... Because Jake thankfully doesn't remember any of this. Like, that is yes. the only saving grace. Right, so he wakes up and he's like, "What? why'd you tie me up? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere. And he's like, uh, you did, and you're you sleep. You were <laughs> sleepwalking. Um, so he gives him the jawbone and, like, tells him to, like, really focus on the jawbone. And then he decides to take some drugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is where the whole LSD conversation came up. Yes. And do we get the characters' names? Because I, I have the characters' names because I looked into this, like, I fell down the rabbit hole. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> do we get the characters' names, or is it just that he sees a guy and a girl? The Oracle just tells him about the three. Okay. Yes. And tells him that he that there will be a guy, I think, young with dark hair, and that he has a demon inside of him called Heroin. That's then, right, the heroin talk. Yeah. That's and right. then the two, she comes on wheels. That's a lot and of drugs. I wrote down. Oh, third. They apparently pop up in the next book. That's all I know. I mean, yeah, the next one is called The Drawing of the Three. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah, that would probably be why. <laughs> I can't remember exactly, but yes. What was the third one? Stephanie, what is it? I'm looking. Look past her. Well, I was still trying to figure out how old Jake was. Eleven. <laughs> let's see. Heroin. The second comes on wheels. And then the third, the oracle says death, but not for you. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It says the man in black, where is he? Near, you will speak with him soon. Yes. And we actually do get uh, some taunting from the man in black about how... They will speak on the other side of the mountain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Sylvia did say to go to the other side of the mountain, and that's where he like rests and meditates. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, the gunslinger gives Jake the choice as to whether he wants to go or leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jake agrees twice, maybe three times, even though he knows that Roland will most likely sacrifice him. In order to reach the man in black. And the oracle says it too. Well, says that the boy is your gate to the man in black. And the man in black is your gate to the three. Um, And this was one of the times where, like we were talking about how Jake seems to be written older than he is. Where he's like, seems very intuitive and very understanding of what's probably going to happen to him. Maybe when you die, your age no longer matters. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody speaks Uh-oh. very adult. Yeah. I don't know. But he does I just go with him. None of his kids sound like kids, and this one's kind of the worst. 
Yeah, but that's why I was wondering, is it maybe on purpose? That's, but I don't know. Yeah, that's maybe. a very what? good point. With the parts I know of, I wonder that too now. Mm-hmm. I, it might be if <laughs> if you read all the books, maybe <laughs> at the end I'll be like, okay, yeah, 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 I get that now. But mm-hmm. but again, I don't know what is different from the original publishing versus the 2003 kind of re redoing of you know certain pieces and everything maybe he makes that more explicit but mm. i think from what i know maybe that makes more sense than it seems to be at the beginning i think i, I just so. gave myself a spoiler that just made myself angry and... uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> This is why I'm not looking anything yeah, up because I do want to read these. Nope. You try to so I'm trying to stay as unspoilered as possible. If you try to look at the smallest thing, it's like, here's everything else. Which is why I did not go look up how old is Jake because yeah. I, I really was not sure if he was dead. I'm still not. I don't think he's dead. Um, I looked that up at dinner tonight that's and where you I'm pretty sure up. I learned something I didn't know. So I'm like, oh, shit. Is it about okay. a character that is in the book, a later book, and that you're like, Really? Really, fucking Stephen King. This is what you named your character, anyways. Uh-oh. Oh, I know some. <laughs> I know, I know some stuff about that. I'm just oh. what the. Oh, anyways. I know. I gotta get ready to read these I to know what this know. is. Dean Koontz is in the book. He's a character. <gasps> I knew it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Stephen King. Stephen King's just like fuck this guy. <laughs> oh, so good mean. lord. Okay. So we're up to the fourth one, right? Yes, yeah, the, the Slow, slow mutants. mutants. Yeah. This one was published in 1981, and it was personally my favorite. Um, maybe because there was a lot of action and zombies. But we start with Roland and Jake. They are going to go through the mountain, and they have found railway tunnels and a handcar, which is the best handcar ever, as it talks. Mm-hmm. And tells him, you're doing a great job. Do, do, they, do they meet the men in black before that? Yeah, yes. yeah right. before the going into one. the yep. mountains. And that's where he says that just the two of them should talk. And yeah, yeah. he gives Jake the, the choice and he goes with him. Right, okay. Yeah. I wanted to make sure. But yeah, because it's, yeah, they definitely, because I like the description. Jake feels and knows that the man in black is there before they see him. Yes. As they're approaching that kind of crack in the mountain and Jake just knows he can sense that the man in black is there. And of course, Roland's like, let's go. We're going to go. Um, so while they're going through, they are attacked by slow mutants, um, which I'm really hoping show up again, but they're just mutated and live in the mountain. Um, oh, apparently they do show up more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like that. I that detail of them finding the cart. I love, and the then cart. not only just like pushing the handle because Jake knows it's like, oh, you do this and then it'll move, but then it talks. Yes. Like, what the fuck? What is it? Why would it? I still don't understand what that could be. It's encouraging. But it's motivating. <laughs> why? You're doing a great yeah. job. This is but hard work. Like, Keep going. It's not like they're in a. They fell into a, 
amusement park where it could be a ride that could talk. It's just in the middle of a mountain and it talks. I mean, why not? I guess someone No, I know. Like... I, I like it, but it's just one of those weird things where it's like, wait, because it... If it was just a, a mine cart or, like, a thing that you just push, sure, you're in the middle of a mountain, there are rails, like, that yeah. makes sense in old-timey time, but then the idea that it talks is just, I guess, one of those kind of, hey, Jude type of moments, is like, <laughs> well, there's something, there's technology, something's happening here, but just the idea that it talks, like, when would that have ever made sense that this thing talks and it's like, yay, you're pushing, good job. It has a mute button because yes, the gunslinger is able that to turn it off. Imagine that going, talking all that the time. The whole time as how the slow mutants are coming for you. Like, oh my God. <laughs> or, yeah, how many days that they are actually under there. And actually, yeah. that reminds me, going back to the, the way station, did we talk about how Jake apparently measures time? <laughs> no, we have not. Because this kind of talks into, or this goes into young. his age and how he's written. Because he talks about how long something is taken and he measures it by saying three poops <laughs> yeah that what might the be... fuck does that mean <laughs> i mean if you're regular enough exactly I mean, if it could food. be three days or it could be an hour <laughs> if he had taco bell he's like 30 minutes i don't know 30 minutes past the man in black was here 30 minutes ago <laughs> three so <Yeah>. what <laughs> that is i no child has ever measured anything in poops. That doesn't make any sense, Stephen King. But at so the that's... same time, like, it is so ridiculous that, like, I don't know. Like, I have had two siblings that, is, like, somehow assumed you got younger. Because, like, my sister Anna used to be like, when I was older than you. And I'd be like, you were never older than me. And she's like, <laughs> I know, but when I was older than you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> So, like, the ridiculous of it, I don't know any kids that is measured in poops. I would not be surprised if any kid has. Like, it is so again, ridiculous. Yeah, and again, maybe this, this is playing into some other things that will happen later, and maybe that's why Jake kind of seems older and younger and everything at the same time. But no matter what, measuring in poops <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Time so is I'm sorry, relative. Yeah, I, I honestly, I can't believe we didn't mention that earlier. So I had to think of that now because they spend so many it, poops, like days. Mm -hmm. It's like they they kind of I think they measure it at this point by waking. Like they fall asleep at some point, they wake up and they just go and go and go until they fall asleep again. So it's like yeah, days and days and days yeah. and days probably that they've been in this mountain on this minecart thing and everything, but. Every time some type of measurement happened after, I'm just like, hey, Jake, how many poops was that? <laughs> was that 25 poops? Was it super long or not? Like, what was happening? But <laughs> It doesn't help that Jake is also sleeping less and less in, by yes. this point, as he knows his end is coming. Mm -hmm. um, I just can't get past. Does that make no. you constipated? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what it, yeah, like... <laughs> It's a horrible time, a horrible way to measure time. It really is. Um, but yeah, the slow mutants, we don't get a ton of them other than they might be slightly educated. They try to block um, the trail with rocks, which Jake has to to move the rocks 
because the gunslinger can't shoot a gun and move rocks at the same time. And I like, isn't there a moment when I think Roland is kind of talking or thinking of like, oh, they can't be doing the And then all of a sudden it cuts to like, they're moving at me now. I think that's maybe the first time they start actually moving towards them. He's like, oh, they're just like, they're slow. They're mutants. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it cuts you like, I and don't then think they started... they'll bother us. <laughs> yes. They're yes. probably just as frightened of us as we are of, and then he gets cut off because one <laughs> of them bear. breaks yep. free and shambles towards them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so mm, yeah. yep. Afraid of you. Sure. Uh, by this point, Roland's also having nightmares about Jake as well. If I, Because he, there's the commentary of like how he gets shot in the head and it looks like the scar that Allie had. Yeah, he's, yeah. yep, he's like strung up and just as, yeah, right in the middle of his head basically the same type of injury that uh, that she had. Yeah. So they get past the mutants with uh, no real, no real issues. They work well as a team. Um, and Jake is so scared. He does not want to get off that cart and mm-mm. start nope. moving those yep. rocks. But nope. Roland's like, you, you have to do it. Either you, you do, do it do or it. we die. Yep. And, uh, I mean, they make it through the mountains fair, like fairly easily for then Jake to kind of trip at the exit. And, like, is, like, dangling from the tracks. And it's just like, okay. Oh, yeah, because well. they were walking. They had to get off and walk the track. Yeah, and there was a time. There was a moment where he kind of pinwheeled and almost fell off, but was still going. Everything's fine. And then, of course, right at the end, Jake falls and he's dangling and he's yelling uh, for the gunslinger to help him. And of course, the men, in, the man in black, is there. And he's like, "Catch me now or catch me never." Exactly. That's the choice. <sighs> and before th- this is when we get the story of Roland telling him. Yeah, he on says, his like becoming a man, mm-hmm. he tells him his story, which is my favorite part of this book. Same, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. uh, it's kind of their last night together. They both kind of know that he won't see night of the next day, and yeah, he's like, "Tell me stories of your childhood," and in true fashion of someone who really didn't have a childhood, he's like, "What do you mean?" And yeah, he Jake's kind of like, "I don't believe that you really turn into a dude or like turn into a man." You just kind of get older. He's like, all of it kind of seems like bullshit. So, yeah, he tells him about becoming a gunslinger. Um, he... and, and I love this as Jake knowing that something's going to happen. And I feel like it's him needling Roland of like, tell me what it's like to grow up. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. do you really grow up? Because he knows he's not going to grow up. Mm-hmm. And he's already died once. He hasn't right. grown up already. And he just knows it's going to happen again. Yeah. But then that's, yeah, again, this leads into another story, a flashback type of thing of Roland. But yeah, this is my, this is honest. I think this is my favorite part of the book. I think I'm going to read it again, maybe before I start the second book, just to kind of, I don't know, just refresh everything again. But you are never going to finish. Shut up, Stephanie. (laughs) Um, This is my, this was my favorite part of this book of roland telling they're in the caves it's before they see the men in black again but it's roland telling his story of quote becoming a man type of thing and this is important because we the 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 character of martin 
Uh-huh. M-A-R-T-E-N, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Roland's mother... And Martin was Roland's father, Steve? Steven? I think so. It works for him. I I think it's Steven. Steven DeShane. Something like that, yeah. Um, So Steven is a gunslinger. Martin is some type of advisor. Yeah, he works for him. Works for him, yeah. And we... The word is used, because I know in 2017 and 2018, the word cook means stupid shit but literally cuckold steven's mother and martin stuff happens while steven's uh, steven is away so roland's father is away so we get this flashback to roland um he's training to be a gunslinger court is the one that's training these kids and martin basically pushes him into going to finish probably too early but Stephen, his father also did it early I think when he was 16 but but at that that time, that age, that was early Roland was only 14 so he was younger than his father and this character Martin who is whatever he's doing while his father's away, he's his mother is something's going on there. Well, I mean, and... he finds his mother in Martin's bed. Like yes, like whether and... or not she's there willingly is debatable. But yeah, so basically, it's it's Martin. This character Martin is pushing Roland to go push all his buttons to finish to go or push yeah push forward and say yeah you should go do this. And of course, Roland is angry enough and he goes to court. I love this part when he goes to court's living quarters. Mm-hmm. It basically kicks the door open and fucking knocks the table over kicks and says, like, court, get out here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> court's just like, what? What is happening? Well, yeah, but the... So basically, in order to be a, become a gunslinger, you have to best your teacher in combat. So that's, like, the final test. So I feel like court, as soon as the door kicked open, was probably like, what? But then was like, nope, I'm ready, because he's... He him to be a teacher, he has to be a good fighter. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure he was because there's a part too where he kind of makes like a noise as if he was waking up, and Roland's like, mm, "That's probably fake." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was standing at attention as soon as I kicked this door open. Um, but I did like that. Court also tried to warn him. Oh, was like it. You're earlier than I would have expected. Are you sure you want to do this? Because apparently, the punishment for not passing this test is you are then exiled so it's like an all or nothing and you only get one you come when you're ready (laughs) or else you're gone this is also a terrible job for court too i think because like you you gotta fight these kids yeah (laughs) like what the fuck and then the ones who win (laughs) so then roland says nope we're going so they go to the what they call like the kind of the courtyard and he has to choose his weapon. And I think we kind of skipped over this earlier because it is mentioned earlier, but basically falconry, which is awesome. <laughs> like having a bird, a bird of prey that you have trained. And Roland's weapon is his bird, David. 
Fuck. He makes he does specify that like he didn't train this bird. He befriended the bird. Yes, yes, which is great. I love yeah. that because Court asks him, he's like, what, "What would you do?" And there's like, "Nope, I friended him." Yeah, and so basically, they meet in the courtyard. I think it's is it maybe three or four other boys. Yep. That are because mm-hmm. one of them was was at the hanging. Yeah, yeah. a couple of them I think C- were. Who is it? There's Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Yep. Alan. Or Elaine. Or Elaine or Thomas and Jamie. Yes. So there's other boys there and they know this is They're going kind of down. freaking out. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh my God. Because and they I think they assumed Roland would be the first one, but not this soon. Right. Yeah. So it's even yeah, they they thought it would happen, but not even this fast and Court shows up. He's got his um his cane, but it's like a is it described? What how is it It's described? like an iron beam. Yes, iron. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. It's not just wood. It's like yeah, yeah. metal and, and wood and everything. And he, they face off, and Roland's is like, "Hey, get, check out my fucking bird, bro!" <laughs> and just sends David, and it attacks Court, and it. Fuck they get. They both fight. Like they they both get hit. Like Roland gets some knocks as well as well, but. The bird is able to just kind of rip Court's face apart. <laughs> yeah. Enough. Like, it's horrifying. And I feel so bad for David, because David gets his wings broken. Like, David is dead after he this. Dies, like, yeah. there's no... He takes off uh, Court's ear, though. Yes. And he doesn't Court already have a bad eye? Yeah. Yes. And then it's dangling out of his head. Yes. Is so it's, that was written. It's vicious. Um, and there's no way that... Court is going. Uh, uh, David, the bird is going to live. Unfortunately, that's very sad. Right, but before that, when um, and Roland knew it too, because before that, when he goes to get David, he says, "I think you die today. I think you'll be made a sacrifice, like all those little birds we trained you on." Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then he says, "After today, I am the hawk, and each year on this day, I'll shoot the sky in your memory." Yes. Um, this so is like he went into it knowing yes. as well that David was probably <clears throat> not going to make it through. And David doesn't care. This, He's this a bird. My, that, this is one of the reasons why it's my favorite part of the book. I I love David just from this little section. I'm just yeah. like, I love. I hope something happens later in the in the stories of maybe David comes back to or some <laughs> other bird and he names him David and I'm just gonna be happy. That would be cool. What I also really liked about this is that like how it opens is so he is telling how he became a man, and <clears throat> that implication, at least in modern terms, is like when you had sex for the first time and there is the discussion of like he had not had sex yet but there were women or girls that were interested in him but he was going to go have fun with his hands mm-hmm. and that yes. while this appears roof, to be the yeah the implication in this time as well it is instead segued into him becoming the gunslinger apprentice mm-hmm. um, and I like to all the like the flashbacks up till this point he's been referred to as Roland but then the second that because then it when it comes down to it court has to either yield or die that's that's those are the choices mm-hmm. um so he yields and yields he kind to of, the gunslinger he fights off like a coma yes. to talk right to but the boy after as soon as he yields Roland is no longer referred to as Roland he's referred to as the gunslinger and all the writings and all the flashbacks which i liked that little touch yeah yeah and he gets a key that is his birthright and the guns and mm-hmm. 
We don't but... really see what being a gunslinger apprentice means. Maybe we will in later books or who he's going to go yeah. be an apprentice under. <laughs> Well, what he wanted to do was go kill Martin, but like Chris was saying, he court yeah. fought off a coma to say, "Can I just give you some advice?" Yeah, <laughs> but also, and at first, Roland's like, "What?" And he's like, "Wipe that look off your face, Matt." Like he pulls back to his like firm teaching, and Roland like stops and listens. Um, but he's like, "His counsel is to wait, <laughs> to to just yeah, like." But when wait, <laughs> when Roland tells the other boys like, help him, like take him back and get two people nurses or whatever mm-hmm. to help him and then he says something about it's like maybe i'm gonna go to like where the sex workers are oh yeah he's gonna, like or he says like the, tell the them that he's not gonna be around but maybe i'll be around right, to the help ones them. who always yes. expect him <laughs> that so was they great. don't worry which again <laughs> is like closing up this and he became a man yeah mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> um but yeah, Jake asks him this, knowing that his life is going to, well, life in quotation marks, because he has died once. Um, mm-hmm. Horribly. Yeah. And doesn't he, I, again, we're going back, but does it, it's the description of him getting hit by the car. It's like he tastes his own shit. Yeah. It's something horrible. It's like his, because, it's horrible. Yeah. He doesn't die as soon as the car yes, hits him. Yes, it's like, he gets hit. His genitals are mashed to bits, and it's like, I'm pretty sure there's a description of, like, he tastes shit in his mouth, and it's like, okay. You want to die instantly, and he did not. Yes. But he does also, in that moment, I think the gunslinger asks him if he wants to remember this when he wakes up, and he says, nope. It's like, okay, good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Smart. uh, Thankfully, yeah, he doesn't have that actual memory. Um, So, yeah, I really like Jake's line, because... Men in Black is basically like it's either him or me mm-hmm. and Jake's like go there are other worlds to see so I like the implication that he mm-hmm. thinks he's going to land somewhere else yeah there's gotta be somewhere where he won't get just crap <laughs> like it won't end terribly yeah. for him poor kid yeah and then we enter the um What's the movie where, like, the guy plays chess with death, like, the entire movie? Oh, it's from the 60s. The Seventh Seal? Yep, that's it. The Seventh Seal. That's what this felt like I to me. I watched that this year. That's a good movie. Um, it is. It's, uh, I cannot think of the guy's name, but I really, uh... Shit, what is his name? I, I see it. I see, like, three of his other movies in my head. Do you mean the, um... The director... Anyways, that's what this last section felt like to me. It's not chess, but it doesn't feel like a fight. It feels like we're putting all the chess pieces on the board and getting ready mm-hmm. for something bigger. Um, but it is called The Gunslinger and the Dark Man and was also published in 81. Although it was originally... Is that was the one it was oh, is that the original? Okay. Yeah, it yeah. did. He updated it to be The Man in Black no. after the revisions and everything, but yeah. Probably and it is uh, the Seven Seals, Ingmar Bergman. Ingmar, okay. Yeah. All right, Megan, I have a quick question. Sure. Was your first introduction to the Seven Seal technically through um, Bill and Ted? No. Okay. I've not seen Bill and Ted. <laughs> no. Oh, you haven't. In, Me neither. The the okay because the sequel. Then when they die, spoilers, they die in the sequel. Okay. And then they play chess. They, it's, 
the actor William Sadler, which Stephanie knows from the Alien Roswell. TV show Roswell. Mm-hmm. He was the okay. shit chief sheriff sheriff. Yes. I don't know. I don't watch the show. <laughs> I mean, he's in everything. Like you, if anyone listening to this doesn't recognize that name, if you look up William Sadler, you will recognize that actor. But he plays Death in the sequel to Bill and Ted. Okay. Same thing where they die and they're going to play chess and they beat death. And then death is like, what? And then they like play battleship and all these other games and they death keeps losing. Nice. Um, so that's, yeah, I decided to point that out. Cause that's, that's, I knew that before I actually watched the seven seal. And I was like, oh, that's what this is a reference to. Great. No, that's a good movie. I took film in college and he was uh, one of the, directors that we studied in relation mm-hmm. to the MPAA changes of 1968. Okay. Um, and we watched a little bit of The Seventh Seal. I've watched it since. Um, yeah. But we watched his I movie took... Persona for the class, which uh-huh. is another bizarre movie. Um, yeah. So. That's interesting. I probably took a class the same way, but I don't think I... We might have watched a clip, but I, I know it. I never watched the, the full movie because, yeah, I watched it Thankfully, when we moved to Providence, the the library I can I can um I have a Canopy account now. Oh, nice! Yeah, I didn't have in uh, Connecticut, so now that I have it, I've watched. Yeah, I've watched like Rashomon. I've watched um, oh I can't remember a, a couple other things already that I'm like, oh, this is great because it's yeah they have it's great. Hey, everybody out there, if you have that library card. <laughs> See if you have Canopy, because you can get a lot of great films that way and documentaries and everything like that. It's like Netflix, but if you want to be cultured as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I think we have it for the New York library. I haven't dug into it, but I remember looking when we were doing some bizarre movie from the 70s for Fabulous yeah. that yeah, we were like, have, maybe it'll be good, here. Yeah, they have, like, they, have, they have good stuff, too. Like, they have new stuff like that like I know what we do in the shadows is on there, for example. So if you ever wanted to watch that, yeah. that's like you know something you can find on there. But yeah. So you're using the library card in other ways. Yeah, I haven't taken a book out of the Rhode Island <laughs> Public Library yet, so but I've watched movies. You returned a book though. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey Stephanie, how was Dracula? I had to give up on it because I couldn't <laughs> renew it again. <laughs> I feel like you fought that fight for a good long time i'm impressed honestly <laughs> i tried no i yeah it's something that i feel like is day. better done than actually read so this last section definitely shows that this is a series because next to nothing really kind of happens yeah um the <laughs> man in black the man in black i'm sorry what <laughs> I said he doesn't kill the man in black which i didn't think he was going to no 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 there's like seven other books yeah. Um, the Man in Black reads uh, Roland's fate on tarot cards. Mm-hmm. There is the sailor, the prisoner, the lady of shadows, death, life, and the tower at the center of everything. Um, we learn that the Man in Black is not really the big bad. Mm-hmm. He's just a pawn. And... Uh, tries to get him to give up on his quest and which of course Roland refuses he is forced to sleep 
Um, and he, when he awakes, he doesn't know if it's been the same day or if it's a different, I'm sorry, same night or a different night. But there is a skeleton next to him. And that kind of is the end of it. And I had to go back and read it twice to be like, this is how <laughs> this book ends. Okay. Ten years passed. Yep. Yeah. He's got a little gray. So much. A little gray in his hair. I just like, I hit nine hours on like the most sleep that I need. And I am so bored with sleeping at that point. Ten years. <laughs> yeah and in the original version my understanding is that it's 100% like yes he's dead he being the man in black or yeah the man in black it's like he's dead or whoever this was they're dead and of course with the revision which with what is going to come later more open and i think did we mention how this is is this where we learn that martin oh yeah is he yeah the man in black so the man like... in black has been in roland's life for a long time i suspected forms. that when we got the little thing of martin basically giving roland shit before roland becomes a gunslinger i was like i feel like you're the man in black and then <laughs> he confirmed confesses or admits it in this moment he's like yeah i made your i made your father and i broke him i came to your mother as martin that's the truth you always suspected right yes um and this is something different in the original version that's just different people that was not connected and this is again if you continue reading the series this will make more sense but it's the man in black has just been kind of there all the time and again jake's death in New York, the man of black pushing him. Yep. I think originally that was not the case. It was just something, whatever. I don't remember exactly what, mm. whatever happened, happened, but this is make, making it more clear that this is the man in black. Clearly he is magic. He can do things. And even, even though he's not the big bad, he is working for somebody else, but he can do all this. And yeah. I, I haven't, I already know some information about, who he's working for? I well, I have a <laughs> so, guess that it's the devil. I mean, whatever because, you want to call it, baby. Well, here he says he's the furthest minion of he who now rules the dark tower, and Earth has been given into that king's red hand. And mm-hmm. when Sylvia was yelling at the gunslinger about how he killed her child, or not her child, she says you killed the son of the Crimson King. Uh-huh. So I was like, why are we trying to bring devil babies into this world? Um <laughs> Because yeah. why not? <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I mean, yep, that's yeah. who it is. Um, we also this is one of those things that I I knew forever. I've known the term Crimson Crimson King, mm. other than the band King Crimson, which I I don't I know Stephanie has to know. Did, Megan, do you know that no, band? No, not okay. Yeah. Um, um, I've known that term Crimson King for like a long time in reference to Dark Tower stuff so that's okay I wonder how much of, of that book, I'm like oh okay yeah I wonder if those things were left in because I think at, like the in the forward Stephen King talks about how he like 
when he edited this, he took out some false starts, but added a little more like foreshadowing of stuff that does actually come to be. So I'm curious about like what little detail, right. not curious yeah, enough to try to go that's... find an original one, but just curious enough to like, hmm. From my understanding, some of the stuff he's added, it was like basically kind of proper pronouns of like names of things that are literally might only show up in the fourth book at this point. So that's how much he seeded when he revised this first book with all these other things all these other things that he came up with so it's like it's kind of a long haul of <laughs> you have to stick with it too mm-hmm. i i think i've i've heard people that have read all these books being like yeah i've read all these books in a row and by the time i got to this point i forgot what the fuck he was talking about because it was so long ago and so many pages <laughs> and sure, yeah. ago that i had no idea so i'm gonna be lost like a little Cliff Notes version. Yep. I have podcasts I can listen to already lined up. Yeah. Whenever I read the books, I'll listen to podcasts and be like, oh, okay. Um, um, we get the first kind of look at the man in black. He's square-jawed, handsome, with shaggy black hair. He's got full and sensual lips and dark and brilliant eyes. He's a handsome Oh, a dude. Matthew McConaughey type? <laughs> he is, in fact, a Matthew McConaughey type. <laughs> uh, and Roland kind of... It's just like I expected someone older, but we learned that both Roland and the men in black, man in black is are both nearly immortal for now. Yes. And again, I think that's something also that he changed. It's I think originally Roland wasn't. Hmm. It's like the fault of Gilead yeah. was 12 years ago. Yeah. And then what he changed was like, oh, it was far off time yeah. to fit with what he changed. But yeah, so it's like... He was originally like the in I think his it 30s. Was originally, it was like the fall of Gilead was like when Roland started following the man in black about 12 years ago at this point, after this decade long of him sitting here at this fire talking to him and everything and falling asleep. So it's, yeah, that's a lot more ancient and time passing from uh, what, what he originally wrote there. Um, we do get a little bit more with the tarot cards. A lot of them point to Jake, which kind of implies that maybe he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn what the tower is, that it's like this nexus of time and size, like where the different universes kind of connect, so to speak. Yep. Oh, like a bunch of Stephen King books? One might say. Okay. <laughs> um... I also laughed at the the Lady of Shadows card. Uh, he calls her Two Face. Two Face, <laughs> and that she broke the blue plate. And Roland's like, "What the fuck?" And the Man in Black's like, "I don't know. I really don't know." Yeah. So yeah. And then Roland's like, "Yeah, I think he's telling the truth. He doesn't know." Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Megan like tarot card thing? Like, I know. Some. I don't know anything. Yeah, like... not a ton. Um, okay. I got into it more like when I was younger, and then. Stopped well over 10 years ago and then debated when we were doing the uh, uh, handbook for mortals. Like I have a few, mm. few uh, sets, but I stay way too busy to get back into it, unfortunately. We should have, we should have uh, phoned in uh, Michelle. We should have, yes. I think she would have known. Yeah. 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 She would have an idea. Um. And the death is not for him, or not yet for Roland. Um, we also, he tells him that he's not going to see sunsets for a long time, 
which I assume is because he sleeps for 10 years, right? That's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That'll, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's kind of a very anticlimactic ending. Did, oh, did it, the did, start of an it, adventure. It made me just want to read the next one immediately. It is a very interesting yeah. cliffhanger. Yeah. Because, oh, we should say Roland leaves and he starts heading west mm-hmm. uh-huh. to the shore. Says, I love you, Jake. Or I loved you, Jake. Yes. Even though I let you die. But I loved you. Yeah, he says that earlier. There's a point when in the book where he says, like, he realizes, like, I love the boy. And it's like, I I like how he, I, I do feel like he does love the boy. Yeah. But he knows, it's like, he's just like, I, this has to happen for me to do what I feel like I need to do to let Jake die. I feel like if it was anything else, if it, if it was not the man in black, he would do anything to not let him, Jake yeah. die. But this is the yeah. one thing that he's like, it has to happen. Uh, even though he doesn't want it to. But yeah, so he, after he sleeps for 10 years and he heads to the shore, and I've actually, I saw some artwork because there's, I think there's an illustrated version of this book. Like oh yeah, I think chapter, it's a, I don't know if it's, I think it's a graphic novel by this point. Oh, no, they did do that, but I think there was also other than the graphic novel, I think there was just like someone did artwork for the book itself, so not, oh, okay. you know, just illustrations in the book. Because I know there is, there's a version of the first, like, edition of the novel, like, all the five chapters together of, it's them in the caves, the mountains, with the slow mutants, like, Roland shooting and Jake screaming and holding on for dear life. Um, But there's, I did some, after I finished the book, I did, you know, just search for artwork for the gunslinger and there's a Roland on the beach with the dark tower in the distance and the sun is rising up from the horizon and there's clouds and then the dark tower above so it doesn't make sense because the dark the the sun is in front of where the tower would be and the horizon so it's like in the middle there and it was just so evocative and I'm just like I need to get the second book and I need to start reading this immediately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thank God we don't have to wait five years. Yes. Right. I uh, Yes, I'm so happy that I do not have to catch up. Oh, I, I mean, I have to catch up in the sense that I have to read it, but I don't have to wait right. to right. figure anything out. King talks about, in the, also in the forward, about how he would get kind of... Um, letters meant to guilt trip him and try to persuade him like he remembers getting letters but just from people begging to know what the story how it's going to end like a grandmother saying she had cancer and she didn't have like maybe a year and a half left or something and said she promised she wouldn't tell anyone um how he also got one from a death row inmate who swore he would take the secret to his grave that he would not say he just wanted to know how it was going to end um, but at the time, even he didn't know how it was going to end. So he yeah, couldn't, I mean, I couldn't could answer s- if he wanted to. Yeah, I could see that. Like, it makes sense as to why he went back and rewrote this because yeah. he probably didn't expect to continue it on at any point. And, you know, I don't know. Stephen King, he's an interesting one. <laughs> Who do you think the bones are? The bones at the very end? Yes. 
Let me look at it again because I was like, just the man in black I, fucking around. Yeah, probably. It's like, like, is this like he, a statue of you? It's not really your bones. If he can be <laughs> other people, other forms, like yeah, I don't know that I believe the man in just, black is actually dead. No, like he definitely years. don't think hey, that. Guess what? He said he's immortal. I like that he takes the jawbone so. too, but he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's the thing I like. It's like there's no explanation, but like jawbones. They can help you They're out helpful. in this world. I'm going to take one if I can have yep. one. Yep. Apparently, that's what we need to be carrying around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about, on one of on my Animorphs podcast, um, uh, vacuums, which are uh, penis bones. And so, Jenna, my co-host, bought everybody ethically sourced coyote vacuums. So I've been carrying around, not a jawbone. You got a dick bone? <laughs> I'm carrying around a dick bone. I don't know where it is in my stuff right now. I do know. I, yeah, I was going to say, could you please hold it up to the camera? No, I will find it and take a picture of it. But, yep, they were uh, part of our Christmas present. <laughs> so I am not carrying around a jawbone, but that's what I just thought of. Okay. So. Uh, huh. Huh. You're Ooh. welcome, everybody yeah. who listens to this. Now you can. Also and who enjoy. also then looked it up. <laughs> oh, so any final thoughts? Anything we missed? No, I I think we covered. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, I I'm basically <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna show Stephanie just to show that this is true. I have. In my Amazon cart, the second book to order. I asked you before Christmas if you wanted it. You're like, no, just get it from the library. Yeah, I was like, no, I'll just get it from the library. I'm like, nah, I'm just going to own them all. So. If you own, yeah, if you own one, you need to own them all, which is yeah, why I have so not bought the Outlander series. I could punch you right now. I do <laughs> love the cover of the first edition. It is terrifying. Wait, can you hold up your cover? Uh, no, because it's it the ebook. My my cover was oh, okay. a movie tie book. Movie tie. Oh right, book. yeah, I remember you said there was a movie tie. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it's got Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba on them. So, but I'm looking at the Wikipedia of the the drawing of the three, and it is a terrifying cover. Oh god, mm-hmm. I have to look. Um, see. I wonder if it's the same on Amazon. Oh, no, they've probably updated this cover a few times. Yeah, the one that I'm looking at is uh, the Dark Towers in the back. There's a bird in the middle, and then Roland is kind of, he's got his right hand up on his shoulder with his gun, and his head's kind of down. Like, you can't see his face or anything, and it's kind of just orange and red. Yeah, this looks like it's got the man in black smiling. Oh, that sounds way better. Yeah. Way more interesting. It's like it's not his full face; it's just his nose and his teeth, and a very like I think I've looking s- smile. Seen that? Yeah. There's some good, there's some good artwork out there. But again, I feel like if you try searching, you will get spoiled yes. because another other names will come up from other Stephen King I will things. Not be so searching anything. <laughs> yes. Even if you haven't, I, I I know you have not read those books, Stephanie, for sure. Um, but yeah, you would definitely know what else is happening with that if you try searching 
I wonder if I should read one of those other books that I know is connected before. Yeah, I, I am curious what the recommended way to read Stephen King's books. Yeah, is. especially this series because we started with this one because this is the first one. But then there's that one that came out in what ninety eight. That's actually or whenever it came out that is actually like before all this. But yeah, maybe they're meant to be read in the order that they were written. I still prefer to read things, read like things in the order that they're read. Yeah, yeah, the way yeah. No matter what, if the story takes place before the way things are written, it's like, yeah, they're made. I honestly, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything that is made. You know, the person that's actually created it was like, no, read it in this order because it's always like kind of release. Like, can you imagine watching the Star Trek, uh, Star Star Trek, the Star Wars movies? <laughs> yeah. In the prequel, like that would it, it makes no sense to do it that way. No. It's insane. Also, you'd never get past the first one. You'd be like, why do people like this? Correct. Yes. <laughs> so, honestly, yeah, that's a good question. I wonder if there's anything that's actually been made by the same person that Out of is order. a prequel and, you know, could work reading it that way or watching it that way or anything. Because I feel like everything is made to be consumed in the order of release. And then you go back and, like, oh, I get that reference. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think Mira Grant, but there's only two books. Like, I think she wrote, um, I'm trying to think what the book's called, but I think she wrote a short story, liked it so much that she wrote the, uh, like, she wrote a, a short story, liked it, and then wrote a, a book to follow it up, hmm. if I remember. I'm looking to see if that's true. Yep. She wrote the short story in 2015 and then wrote the book in 2017. The book I've only read the book. It was very good. Cool. Terrifying mermaids. So. Wait, that's the name of the book? No, it's called Into the Drowning Deep. Oh, okay. Uh, and the 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 short story is called Rolling in the Deep, but it is it's about mer- it's about terrifying mermaids. <laughs> terrifying mermaids is a great title. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Did you, I perked up like what? No, it, oh, okay. it it's it's really like I started it. Because we were doing the mermaid parade. Like, I think I started it the day we went to the mermaid parade. And, uh... I remember those pictures. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, why don't I read a mermaid book? Oh, this is a mermaid that kill people. Okay. Because yeah. this is the, the second one's about them going out. I, I haven't read the short story, but I'm assuming the short story is about the boat that goes missing. That the, mm-hmm. the, the film comes back of, like, them being attacked by these creatures that shouldn't exist. And... So yeah, the cool. the crew goes out to un- see if they can uncover what happened. And have have you seen the Cabin in the Woods, the movie? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So the the, <laughs> the mer the merman. Yes. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> what cracks me up? I have a I'm friends with someone on Goodreads that hates every book they read. I feel like. Uh, okay. Because he read it. I thought this book was enjoyable. He gave it one star. Damn, but I also harsh. couldn't tell you the last book that I saw him give higher than three stars. So, oh wow, okay. Um, the Gunslinger. I gave it four. I, I actually it. don't know if he's read <laughs> The Gunslinger. Now I'm gonna look. Anyways, while I'm doing that, uh, book drink. Oh. <laughs> Stephanie, and I don't have to think of one this week. <laughs> 
no. I, am I mean, I have one, so but bad you know, at this. we all are. Um, bourbon. It's a cowboy. I feel like a mm-hmm. cowboy would mm-hmm. drink some bourbon. That works. Bourbon. Yep. I, I won't drink it. Honestly, my bourbon. first thought was water because they're in the desert. <laughs> just all of the water. You get flavored water, just regular spring water, whatever, just water. Just, but then the man in black orders a whiskey when he goes to the bar in Tull. Let's do that. Whiskey. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. A drink like that. I'm never going to come up with a good idea. There's also mention of beer, too. Beer. What's that? So there is mention of beer at that bar, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does have whiskey with his burger. Yeah. yeah so, threaded meat. Yeah. And some whiskey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, Megan, I had a question. Sure. How many... What is the number of, of guests that have repeated on your on this specific podcast? You are our highest at three. Yeah! <laughs> uh, Tim has two. Ollie and Emily both have two as well. Well, Ollie also had a mini episode, so Ollie's at two and a half. Ooh. Doesn't count. <laughs> but you are beating Ollie. All right, as long as I'm the lead. Oh, you can technically... Well, no, that was... Put together is when I was thinking the Wait. Pet Cemetery movie yeah, supplement, but it was that's true. That's true. <laughs> Take that, Ollie. I mean, Pet yes. Cemetery was like three episodes, so that's like five. So yep. you can include this in your look back on the year thing that we're going to record for him after this. Yeah, we're yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Okay. Well, I thank you for letting me know about my question about the number because I was like, mm. I'm I want to keep the lead. Yeah. Yes. Know. Yes. Those challenges you want to join in on next year? I had none. What? <laughs> that's that's Tim what they did are. That's ask if he could come back. No. But uh, he said we have to tell him what he's coming back for in advance, so that he could. <laughs> A Stephen King book, and then I'm also on it. He <laughs> <laughs> um, can pick the book, but I'll read it. <laughs> Chris, what are you going to read next? Uh, It'll eventually the drawing of the three <laughs> become an episode. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Stephanie, I'm going to read it. Okay. So by this time next year, you'll have just finished. I mean, <laughs> I'll read it faster than that. But maybe I'm going to have to get my own copy from the library, or just steal yours when you're not. I mean, I'm literally order right now to be here Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I have I have, I have something else I'll be reading, but I do want to read that too. What will you be reading? Um, Becoming by the wonderful and amazing Michelle Obama. So I got that for my birthday. Awesome, it's a good present. I got I got quite a few books for for Christmas as well uh, from this guy over here. But that's the one that's I'm that one first. I got it for my stepmom. Uh, for Christmas and when I went to pick it up from Barnes and Noble the lady who rang me up she was like oh this book it's like one of our best sellers and it's it's giving me hope <laughs> I was like yes <laughs> it's Barack Obama's favorite it book it is I was about to say he released his books for the year and it is his yep. favorite book a very yep. unbiased opinion there <laughs> he uh just think we used to have a president that read, read? read. yeah <laughs> what a shocker such a low bar I'm glad he still puts that list out. Every year it makes me feel very dumb. Yes. I'm like, oh, I don't read educated enough stuff. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> I just saw Janelle Monáe's Instagram was like four pictures of her hugging him today. I'm like, oh, oh I'm so happy. This makes me so happy. That yeah. does make me happy. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what you're reading next? I am still making my way through Outlander. I'm like 600 mm-hmm. pages in. 
and it's still going. Um, I definitely like Claire of the show better, but that is a very long rant that I'm going to have to find somewhere to talk about. <laughs> uh, but I also just picked up the newest trade of Paper Girls, which oh, okay. is, I nice. think, going to end in 2019. Maybe 2020. Oh. It's definitely starting to wind down. I was okay. reading about that online. Gotta catch up on that. I was gonna say you. I have the first have, two. Yeah. And then you got. I have like the big, big one of Saga, like the first book. Yeah. Um, and he, I finished. And he got me the second one. Um, so I'm gonna start that probably soon after because I was like, because the I had borrowed the trades from a friend of mine. Right. So when I reread or read book one, I was like, yeah, I definitely read beyond this in the trades that my friend lent me. But I don't know where I stopped, so I want to get caught up on those. Yeah. Um, as for this podcast, I did have what we were reading up next, and I totally have moved on. So for 2019, we are going to do a reading challenge, uh, which will go up on January 1st. You'll be able to do the reading challenge along with us. It'll be uh, 27 books for the year. And the first one we're going to do is a self-help book. Um, we decided on You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. Because I think we're both kind of awesome. Mm-hmm, um, I would agree. And it is <laughs> by Jen Scenero. Um, I know this one has come out with like an updated version, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because I own a copy of this, but I couldn't tell you which year it came out. Mm. Um, I did see one when I was looking. I think she wrote another one about money specifically. She did. Yeah, was interesting. Which, if we like this, we may need to pull that one too because I am yeah. very bad with money. That's never going to get better. So, <laughs> I said by thirty I would be good at money. Now I'm like by thirty-one. That is coming up in less than two months. So we're gonna shoot for thirty-two. Okay. Okay. We'll figure this out one day. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we will be back in two weeks. I think we're going to try to read it quickly and implement it into our lives to see if it actually helps any. Yeah. Uh, Especially with New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Looking forward to that. (laughs) uh, Outside of that, we are both going to do 24 and 48 again this year, which is in the... It is in January. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh. The first one's in January. Yes. It is going to be January 26th and 27th. So if you want to spend a weekend that will probably be cold and depending on where you're located, snowy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> plus, it'll be the last weekend before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out, and I will not be reading anything after that. Boo. <laughs> no. What? I don't like Kingdom Hearts. Oh my God. <laughs> You might be the only person I know who is not looking forward to this game, and I don't know how I feel about that. All right, 2019 resolution, play video games and record at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) No. Chris, where can people find you? Oh, gosh. If you want to be found. The question was coming. (laughs) Um, uh, I guess uh, Twitter... It's C-E-H-A-Y-E-S. And then also there's a Mass Effect thing that I'm doing, but I don't ask me when that's happening. 2019 Third goals. episode's edited, but my co-host is trying to buy a house for some reason. So we haven't done anything recently, but 
I've held up my end of that bargain, so <laughs> that's out of my hands at this time. Not but... bitter at all. <laughs> it's just funny. I'm just happy that I'm finally the one that's like caught up, and it's not waiting on me because, like, I have my notes in my notebook. I, I we can we could record probably six more episodes without me even playing the game anymore. <laughs> so we have three episodes done. Okay, they are recorded. They are edited. Unless George wants to edit anything else, they ain't changing. So those are the three episodes. So, <laughs> hey, guess what? Okay, if anyone listening to this wants to hear a Mass Effect podcast, message me on Twitter. <laughs> I will send you personally the file because it's not uploaded anywhere. And I will just message it to you and, and you can listen to that that episode. There you go. Where's our podcast? I don't know. You exactly. have to figure out how to either record this in the first place because <laughs> look at this. I'm sitting on the floor in front of the oven and my ass hurts. <laughs> so figure that out first. You have to figure out how to record in your Chromebook and make it sure Just it's okay. Buy me a laptop. No. Why? Nope. We will find ways to get so, yeah. you guys to record because cast works perfectly. So we'll try that. Okay, we'll try that. Yeah. If that so, yeah, is the I'm only on thing. And whatever and uh, who knows. Who cares about me anymore? Doesn't matter. I'll be back on here before anything else I'm involved with is anywhere else on the internet. So that is the what Stephen King book are we gonna read next? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, as Stephanie alluded to, I'm guessing you are not starting your podcast tomorrow. Nope, I'm still waiting on that. So you can find me at Judging Book Covers. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. Instagram and Twitter at JBC Podcast. Uh, we also have a Facebook group, which is a handbook for judging fabulous retellings covers. Um, if you haven't, feel free to drop us a review. Uh, we would appreciate it as a way to wrap up the year, start the 2019. Uh, but either way, we will be back uh, in two weeks because this one is actually going to come out on the day that it's supposed to. <laughs> God damn it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get back on track. Uh, and until then, don't forget to support your libraries. Yay. <laughs>